Welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Tim, along with Anthony, and we are social distancing today as we are back using the internet and Zoom. And thank you, Zoom, for all you have done during this time period for everybody. As Anthony and I are glad to be back. Episode number 101, our second 100 starting here today, Anthony. Yeah, it's great to be back, and uh, we are trying to do our part to uh, follow the governor's orders of uh, social distancing, and hopefully we can get back sooner rather than later to, uh, yeah, I, I caught some. I see my bandwidth is low, but I hear you uh, semi-decently. Yeah, obviously many people are using this platform, so we're gonna going to try to be our best here and uh, kind of work through this. So much going on in the yeah. world, obviously. Everyone knows about the coronavirus. We touched about it on our last episode, Anthony. And uh, the world of sports have come to a crashing halt uh, in the last two weeks. Even in Australia, the AFL uh, played last weekend and actually had an American audience on uh, mm -hmm. Fox Sports 1 last Saturday night or last Friday, Saturday night, I forget exactly which one, doesn't really matter, when the uh, competition ended on that first round of the AFL for the men's competition, they pulled a plug. Sports ministry and everything in Australia decided that it's just too dangerous. Uh, they were playing before empty crowds, and they have, uh, like the rest of the world, uh, is suffering from this uh, coronavirus. And, you know, just to... Uh, make a point for everybody you know australia was just ending their summer going into fall mm -hmm. so those who are thinking that this may not be as severe when the season changes i'm pessimistic i just want to let that out there ahead of time it's so scary because it's so much of the unknown you know we don't know at first we thought these were the symptoms and now we're hearing more stories of completely unrelated symptoms. It's just, we have no idea really. And the medical personnel are working around the clock, 24 hours a day, essentially, to figure out how the heck we can slow this curve. Yeah, um, it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to try to be a scientist here. No. If you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook, you've seen my, uh, my uh, opinions about everything's going on and uh, I'll leave it there. Yeah. Uh, let's I just did, stay away. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously it affects every single person mm -hmm. in the world right now. It, you know, obviously it affects many people who like myself got laid off in the last uh, couple of weeks. And uh, obviously my thoughts go out to all of you and uh, we move forward. Give you a little sports information here for those who, uh, need some information going on. The NHL has postponed the, the scouting combine awards in the draft. Hint, hint, NFL postponed the draft. Uh, yeah. In case they don't know, let me just say that. This came out of New York and Toronto. Uh, the National Hockey League announced postponements of the 2020 NHL scouting combine, the 2020 Bridgestone NHL awards, and the 2020 NHL draft, which was to be originated uh, on June 1st through the 6th in Buffalo, New York, uh, June 18th in Vegas for the awards, June 27th and 20, 26th and 27th in Montreal 
respectfully for uh, the three things going on. Locations and time and format of the draft will be announced at a later date. And not a big surprise there as uh, more and more things are getting postponed. And, of course, the Olympics just got postponed earlier this week. Uh, they're going to delay it at least a year. Mm-hmm. And I know that affects a lot of people who uh, are athletes. Uh, some of them can and cannot wait that long uh, to compete. So we'll just have to see how this all breaks down on the world of sports. Tough thing to do. If you're an NHL fan, let me say this, time to start binge watching. NHL mm-hmm. fans can find league video content, including classic games and all access programming at one stop. Uh, the NHL is serving its fans to increase offerings of video and editorial and digital content on NHL.com and providing fans access to expansive uh, selections of classic NHL games and long-form content, uh, like I said, on NHL.com. So you want to check that out for the hockey fans. And Hockey TV, which uh, you could usually find – like the Phantoms, the Youngstown Phantoms on, mm-hmm. and others, uh, is offering free viewing through their app and on their website uh, through April 6th. So uh, I'm sure they have uh, past games and stuff mm-hmm. like that going on uh, throughout the world, and uh, you might want to check that out. Yeah, Tim, uh, all of that to me says one thing. In the next week or two, the NHL is going to announce the season has been canceled completely. Unfortunately, I think we're going we're getting to that point. I think the NBA is going to be stubborn enough to hold out as long as they can. But I think the next time we see the NHL and NBA back is next fall. I I can't imagine uh, them playing games again this year. Yeah, that is a legitimate situation. It's going to – I mean, only time will tell, but I agree with you. I think – as each day passes, more and more chances, these competitions uh, mm-hmm. in the NHL and the NBA and even Major League Baseball are going to have to make very tough decisions going forward. And I'm going to say this right now, Anthony, uh, I've talked about this with a few friends off the air, mm-hmm. and I realize it is only March 25th, and there's a lot of time between now and mm-hmm. the fall, but I am pessimistic about maybe not the NFL, but I'm definitely pessimistic about the high school and college level going forward. So either it will be delayed or possibly uh, canceled next year. It wouldn't be surprised to me, Anthony, with everything going on. And, and I hope this is not the case. I hope this is overreaction on my part that uh, yeah. we may be uh, in a close to a full year in a dark and uh any type of really sporting activities. Yeah, I really hope uh, I really hope that's not the case. Obviously, March 25th and you know, but you never know with it, especially being football being close contact. Training camps obviously the jokes we like to make of uh, football and shorts uh, those probably all all be canceled and boy, I uh, I don't really want to think about that yet, but uh, unfortunately I it's creeped sure in your mind. I'm sure it has. Yes, yes it, it has. has. Mine. I, uh, it's March 25th, and uh, this time last year, I, I'd already made my deposit for my uh, season ticket for Youngstown State, and I have not done it yet. Yeah, I, and, and I understand why. And it is. It's very frightening out there, and I'm not 
the only way to attack this virus and all the information out there, barring a, a miracle of a uh, some type of uh, drug therapy, mm-hmm. is social distancing and isolation. Yep. And we're in the process of doing that in this country slowly, not fast enough, not enough. Uh, I'm going to get on my high horse. Not enough states involved, not enough, well, lack of federal government oversight and so many other problems. And until we do that, we're going to run into this problem where everything gets pushed down the road and people making decisions, not by default, but by necessity because they don't have any other choice because we're not. We, we just lack leadership at yep. the highest levels in this country right now. Those who are in leadership positions are not listening to the health professionals and, you know, the scientists. And until we get to that point, if social distancing is really the new norm for the next year, you yep. can't have an audience at no. anything, a concert, a football game, a basketball game, a NFL draft. I don't care. You just can't have an audience. No one can be six, eight feet away from everybody in a stadium and cheer. Nope. Uh, it's just not possible. It's really going to change. I am, you know, like I said, there's a lot going on. Tomorrow was supposed to be opening day, Anthony. Yes. I sat there at work today, um, about one o'clock, taking my lunch. Nick, and 24 hours from now, I should be at Progressive Field. And it's going to be 65 degrees and all the man, it's going to be snowing and freezing cold, and it's not. It's going to be sunny and 65 degrees, and yeah. there's going to be ideal baseball weather. In, in Cleveland, Ohio, on March 26, it was going to be perfect baseball weather yeah. in the middle of the day, and yep. we're not playing baseball no, because of what uh, the world's going through. Go ahead. It's going to be really weird. Uh, we are, per se, going to work. I'm very blessed uh, to still be able to go into work, and I, and I think I've said that to you, Tim, multiple times this week. But tomorrow at 1 o'clock, I'm sitting down to take my lunch. It's going to be a little weird. You know, instead of sitting in front of a computer screen, I should be eating a hot dog and uh, watching Shane Bieber throw out the first pitch. You know, but uh, we'll get through this. Uh, we will get through this. It's going to be weird. It's, there's no way to say it. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. Uh, but, Tim, like you and I talked about last night for a little bit, hopefully a year from now, two years from now, this is a wake-up call for all of us. Yeah. Not being standoffish, per se, but – Maybe let's take some time to our, you know, for ourselves. And if we're really sick, let's just let's take time to get better. Let's take care of let's each take other. Time to get better. Let's yeah. take care of each yeah. other. And that's the bottom line. Follow the rules. Wash your hands. Exactly. You know, uh, don't touch your face too much. Obviously, you know, follow the CD- CDC uh, recommendations. And you know, if you don't have to be at work, don't go. Right now, just protect yeah. yourself. Protect your family. To me, that's the most important thing we all can do. Talking about opening day, Major League Baseball, got to give them credit here. If you haven't downloaded the Major League Baseball app, MLB TV, do it. Because they're going to celebrate opening day tomorrow. And it's going to start at 8 o'clock in the morning and go all day as they're going to play classic baseball games for each of the 30 teams of Opening wow. day, opening day at home, 30 game slate broadcast nationally on various platforms, including digital streaming and social media, creating a full day event for opening day. The experience is intended to invite fans to have a feeling, a sense of community, understanding of what's going on and to help 
stop the spread of the coronavirus. There'll be one game, mm -hmm. a victory, of course, and broadcast yep. for each major league team. All games will be streamed on MajorLeagueBaseball.com as well through Major League Baseball social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and using the hashtag opening day at home. So you want to take that into consideration tomorrow. Uh, you can watch some classic opening day games. And here is the breakdown for all the games. Let me see if I have a whole list here. Yeah, I do. It starts at yep. 8.30 in the morning with the Brewers. It's the, uh, the crew spoils the October is what they're calling it. The Pirates is their triumph return to October, which uh, was just back, what, 2013? Yes. And the Indians will start at 9 a.m., and it will be game 22 of the 22 in a row, where it went into uh, the final at-bat to uh, get to that 22 consecutive wins. So uh, a good game to watch tomorrow. And by the way, tomorrow afternoon, I do not know if, if the Indians have anything planned for the radio network, but the Pittsburgh Pirates do. And they are going to replay on the radio network, which you can hear locally on WBBW yep. 1240. You can listen to Game 7 of the 1960 World Series. So if you're looking for some sports tomorrow, it's all over on uh, MajorLeagueBaseball.com and the social medias. And it'll start at 8.30 in the morning and will go all the way through to 10.30 p.m. Um, when the Giants will have uh, – they'll replay a game. I believe it was a no-hitter by uh, Mad Bomb uh, as he uh, yes. had one a few years back. So uh, it should be, you know, like I said, some great games uh, to watch. Matter of fact, uh, let's see, the Yankees have the – Ironically, Boone's home run walk-off. Yes. Of course, now the manager of the uh, New York Yankees, the and, Nationals, uh, Game Seven th Thriller. So mm -hmm. you know what you know what you're going to get there. Uh, the Rockies has Aaron Nola with the uh, the cycle on Father's Day. So a lot of great games they've chose. So depending on what you want to watch, uh, you're going to be able to uh, see or hear baseball tomorrow. And, Tim, uh, congratulations to the Pirates for coming up with the idea for their radio network, the Game Seven of the 1960 World Series. Yes, that is uh, that's gonna be really cool. I might turn that on at work tomorrow for a little bit just to you know have some baseball going by. Indians fans, do not go to Major League Baseball's YouTube channel tomorrow night from six to nine. It is Game Seven of the 2016 World Series, and we don't want to relive that. We just don't yeah, want to relive that. Fact, However, yeah, go ahead. Right now on STO, it's game six of the 1997 American League Championship Series as the late, great Tony Fernandez, 11th inning home run, sends the Indians to the World Series in a one nothing win. Uh, I have that on right now. Charlie Nagy just threw the first pitch in the bottom of the first inning, and we are underway at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Uh, phenomenal. Um, unfortunately... I am shut out of that ball game. Really? Yes. I uh, recently, I was uh, four or five months ago, I switched, maybe a little longer, maybe six months ago, I switched over to YouTube TV. And they had STO and yes. uh, they also had Sports Time Ohio. They had, a, they had everything yes. a sports fan in Northeast yep. Ohio would want and good television. You streamed it through your internet. Yeah. 
uh, great pro platform and all that. Yes. Well, one of the great, and I say this sarcastically, uh, broadcasting companies in the world bought Fox Sports Regionals uh, this mm -hmm. past year. That is Sinclair. And they've been playing hardball with all these outlets about their rights fees. Matter of fact, I don't believe it's on Dish Network right now, uh, STO or Sports Time Ohio. I know Sling does not have it. And no, uh, YouTube actually was scheduled to remove all the Fox Sports regional sports uh, programmings uh, on February 29th. Hmm. So about a month ago. And yes. then they got into a, an extension for about, I think, 10 days. And they negotiated a new contract. And however, in the wisdom of Sinclair, which makes no sense to me, they made STO what they call a regional sports, a local sports outlet. Yeah. So it is only on YouTube TV in Cleveland and in Akron. Nowhere else in the state. Yeah, because nobody else cares. No, um, there's not an Indian fan in Columbus or Youngstown or Toledo. No, I used to. No, I used to have season tickets. Oh my yeah, goodness! Yeah, who the hell? Um, who's your internet provider? Uh, AT and T. Um, if you go to the Fox Sports Go app and type in your login information, you should be able to get STO there. I'm not sure I can because you yeah, need the, usually the blackout. A, yeah. Unfortunately, but it, it's one of the, uh, this world is getting stranger and stranger when it comes to sports coverage and, uh, it's disappointing. It, it really is disappointing. Um, obviously what's going on, I'm not going to miss the Indians because they're not playing. Yeah. Uh, I actually have major league baseball app, but mm -hmm. I'm blacked out during the live oh broadcast. God. Uh, they need to fix that too, because the world is changing so fast and, some of these rules are so antiquated and uh, unfortunately wrong for sports fans and viewers today. And let's face it. How do they make money? They make money by advertising. How does advertisers pay? Because yep. they have viewers in front watching the games. If you take viewers away, you have no advertising dollars. This is kind of like, you know, tying one hand behind the back and, and saying, go out and fight a fight. And you're going to get your, your strong hand tied behind your back. It makes no sense. And it just it's frustrating. Uh, my understanding is Hulu TV still has STO. So when the Indians, hopefully the season returns, when it does, I'm going to switch to Hulu TV. And uh, I'll have the Indians. So it's unfortunate, at least for this season. And then we'll go from there. But I will try this, the Fox Sports uh, app, see if I can still uh, get it. But yeah. they usually go through your yeah, television provider, yeah. and I mm -hmm. do not have – I have YouTube TV. So uh, they probably don't have the streaming rights for that. It's unfortunate. But these are well, the things – this is the world we live in. The good news is, like you mentioned, uh, you won't miss any baseball tomorrow live. And hopefully, uh, if the season gets back up and running, uh, you will be able to catch – uh, the games on TV. If not, it's going to be like the old days, Tim, sitting down by the radio with uh, uh, Hammy and Rosenhaus and uh, Charlie Nagy, strike three on a breaking ball in the dirt. 
Oh, wait. wait it's 30 years old. Damn. <laughs> That's all right. I'm trying That's to get excited, thing. man. I'm trying to get excited. You know, I probably have that game on VHS somewhere. Really? Yeah. I actually I have a, a VCR game. somewhere, so maybe I'll, I'll have to go through my archives and, um, and find that stuff. A lot of, I got a lot of time on my hands <laughs> um, now. So, uh, you know, hey, are you working around the house? I got the uh, dishwasher up and running again. So, uh, Tim, uh, remember, if you have any appliance needs, please feel free to give me a call. We're still uh, you up know and running. Oh, and we are busy. Matter of fact, um, that's a good possibility. That's a great See? point. I forgot about that. Yep. We are still there to service everybody. America, we're yeah. there to service you. I had an uh, unfortunate accident with our dishwasher a few years ago, and I just never got to it. And nothing's uh, just got knocked offline, basically. Yeah. And I, well, finally had time on my hands. So I uh, today worked on it all day and uh, got it all working. And it's the one right now I, I've got the, the drying cycle not working quite right. But if everything else works, I could still just use a towel. for the Yes, right you bar. can. So I'm, I'm, I'm at to the point where I'm like, I'll take an 85% win and uh and worry about it but hopefully i'll i'll figure that part out on my uh my dishwasher here uh, just a little personal note there yeah yeah it's, uh we are still there to service everybody so yeah yeah car parts was not an essential business <laughs> but AutoZone and all of them are still open so it was a personal choice i guess you yeah. know everybody I, makes you know what and i i get it uh, yeah, under these circumstances and these times, things change immediately. And quite honest with you, it's safer to be home. Yeah, and, you're right. Uh, I have a elderly mother and a disabled brother, so I'm happy to be here and take care of them. Yeah, keep my distance because I'm the one who has been out in the public oh, in the yeah, last yeah. Uh, month. And hopefully, you know, God willing, everything will be okay, and everybody I know and care about same goes across the boards for everybody who's listens to this podcast uh anthony yes let's, let's get into story time yes let's tell uh, the stories tim let's have some fun let's have some fun i'm gonna let you go first because i think mine uh needs to wait okay uh first off mike Musina just took the hill in the second inning and i forgot how filthy he was Especially when he played the Indians. You, you know he's a Hall of Famer, and Ooh. yeah, that knuckle curve. That oh. knuckle curve. This is a great game because yes, Charlie pitched his ass off, pitch by pitch by pitch, going up against a Hall of Famer. And both of them absolutely had top of their game that day. Yeah, it was uh, – it was uh, – it was a phenomenal baseball game to watch all around. And I always knew when Mike Mussina pitched against the Indians, it was going to be almost impossible to win. And somehow uh, we were able to uh, hold the Orioles at bay. But my story, Tim, uh, going to go a little baseball flavor here first uh, with the Indians tomorrow uh, being the official opening day or so supposed to be. When I was uh, seven years old, so this season, Tim, 97, uh, any Valley listeners know, 
that in 96, 97, in the, uh, what's that? The Plaza by Olive Garden. Uh, what, Tiffany Square? Is that Tiffany Square there? Yes. Honey Baked Ham opened in February. So it was about, I don't know, a couple weeks before spring training reported for the 97 season. And Honey Baked Ham had a meet and greet with Sandy Alomar. My mom sent us to get a ham for the holiday, you know, for Easter coming up in a month. And so my dad and I went and the, the employees were coming through a line and selling raffle tickets. And if you win, you get a, a free ham or, but the winner of the main raffle won a signed baseball from Sandy Alomar and a picture with Sandy Alomar. And the ladies came through a line and my dad standing. And that's what my dad told me because Sandy Alomar was going to be there. And I'm like, no, no, dad. You know, being the shy, reserved kid I was, no, dad, no, 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 no. My dad's like, okay, if you don't want to, that's fine. We'll get to him. We'll say hi and we'll go home. So we're standing there. And right as we get in the door, they call the number. And they call the number. And then they read off the name, Anthony Kepley. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? And I look at my dad. And my dad goes, go. And I said, dad, we didn't buy a raffle ticket. Well, unbeknownst to me, my dad caught the lady on the way back around and bought one when I wasn't looking. So I got, and to this day, I maybe think the lady had something to do with my name getting pulled because she saw me. No, no, no. But yeah, I, I got to meet Sandy Alomar. I took a picture with him. I have his signed ball up in my room right now. So it's pretty cool. Our first base coach, a guy who appeared in a couple World Series, and I got to meet one of Indians' greats. It was, it was a really cool moment as a child because that, that's when you're really starting to get in baseball and love baseball. And, uh, that's a memory that I'll always have for the rest of my life. Oh, what a memory, too. Yeah. Sally Alomar, one of the great Indians of all time. Yes. Matter of fact, 97 was his career year. His year, yes, it was. It was uh, really cool. And uh, Jim Tommy needs to shave the beard. Does not look good on him, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year 97 that the indians wore the high socks yes i would yes you're right they were struggling in, tri in tribute to yes. jim tromey mm -hmm. yes you're right you're right they all wore the high socks on his birthday and they won that game i believe and that's kept it going you no, don't fuck with the uh, win streak baseball. you know not no. in baseball no you don't mess with it and that's exactly what happened heartbreaking yeah. ending but a memorable year uh, speaking of that game that you're watching right now, yes. my favorite memory of that besides, obviously, is Tony Fernandez's home run. Mm -hmm. But as a broadcaster, it was Herb Score. Okay, yes. Herb Score was so caught up in the moment. When Fernandez hit the home run, mm -hmm. he immediately says, the Indians are going to the World Series. <laughs> now, <laughs> the Indians were, as you mentioned, in Baltimore. So they yes. were the away team. So the top of the inning, they still had to get three outs at the bottom of the mm -hmm. inning. And obviously Tom Hamilton was right next to him and must've nudged him right away. Cause when he said that mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the next words out of his mouth almost immediately was maybe. <laughs> I, you know what though? That shows how, how good of a broadcast a Herb score was yes. without missing a beat. Maybe. Sam on STO tomorrow. I know you cannot watch it. Starting at 1230. It'll be game one, the inaugural game from Jacobs Field when the Indians walked off on Wayne Curry's 11th inning single. 
I think I have that on VHS somewhere, that too. That was the game. No hitter against us through eight innings. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was an amazing game. There's no so, question uh, about it. All right, let me uh, – before I get to my story, I yes. do want to uh, tell you about uh, the AFLW season has officially ended with no championship uh, being – given and no premiership one mm-hmm. they only played the first six weeks of the season it was supposed to be an eight-week abbreviated regular season and then a three-week finals anyways in the process because of the coronavirus and the scenario going on down there they played week six without an without a uh, without fans you know without an audience yes and then middle of the next week there was talk about possibly taking the two best teams from each conference and playing the finals on that Saturday as the grand finals where you would have mm-hmm. a champion. Well, the AFL decided to do something different. They decided to actually extend the playoffs. Uh, there originally was going to be six teams where you had the two conference winners having a bye and then mm-hmm. the four remaining teams play off against each other and then uh, semifinals, mm-hmm. which they call the premier uh, yep, and then they have the uh, grand final. They decided to do a knockout instead, expand the playoffs to eight teams, play that weekend, and then get down to four, and then down to two. Well, they played the first week of four, or first week of eight teams. Actually, three out of the four games were just phenomenal. Absolutely, some of the best uh, Aussie football you're going to watch in the, in the women's competition. It was, uh, matter of fact. Uh, my Collingwood Magpies, unfortunately, came up two points short. They lost 34-32. Uh, there was a couple other games that were that close, mm-hmm. and there was one blowout. Well, because of the uh, the virus, they canceled the rest of the season, end the season, and so they're not going to give a championship out this year. This is the 2020 NAB AFL Women's Composition will stop in media with no premiership a cup being awarded, the AFL-CIO, uh, Gillian McLung, uh, made the decision also to pause the AFL season until May 31st uh, for the coronavirus pandemic continues. Mm-hmm. decision was made Sunday after Premier uh, Minister Scott Morrison announced restrictions on who would be able to travel in the country. So... Very, very sad scenario there as a sports fan. I really enjoyed the women's competition this year. It really took went to a new level. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's unfortunate this came in. And the reason they have to cancel and not resume it uh, at the end of May, like they're doing at the men's competition that just started, is these ladies are not full-time athletes. They're not paid at the highest levels where they can uh, wait to resume training and get back into football shape Mm -hmm. and play. Uh, They all have full-time jobs. This is a part-time opportunity for them. So that's incredible. Uh, Yeah. It tells you how much they love the game. Yeah. You know, you hear the days of the uh, 1920s and thirties of baseball players Mm -hmm. who had other jobs other than playing baseball. Uh, They played baseball during the summer and then they had their off season jobs. And that really was that way in sports up and through probably the late sixties and maybe into the seventies. And then you started hearing about, you know, players making enough money where it was a full-time job. 
that's how, uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I wanted to mention it now. And I've reached out to Gemma, uh, Gemma Bastiani from Play On Radio and uh, Siren uh, Sports. And uh, she originally agreed to come on, and then we've had some scheduling problems. So I'm hoping to get her on no matter what, just to talk about that season and what's, uh, what's going on down there in the sporting world and, uh, you know, everything that she's involved in. Because, uh, you know, uh, she's one of our favorites here on the, uh, on the podcast. Yeah, uh, let's hope, whenever it may be, uh, that we can have guests on again talking live sporting events and talking happier moments. And, but I believe you have a somewhat happy story for one fan base and one fan base saying, why the hell would you do that? All right. Well, here's the story, guys. I'm 53 years old. And when I was a child, and I mean a child, I mean probably – 1974, 75. Mm-hmm. So I would have been about eight to 10 years old in that range. Yes. Uh, 67, 77, I would have been 10. So the Steelers were actually one of the best teams in football at that time. And we're on TV a lot and in the news, unbeknownst to me, because I really didn't have a family that was sports fans. Mm-hmm. My father watched baseball, but he didn't, you know, yeah. he was a Rocky Colavito fan, and mm-hmm. but he was not a huge sports fan. Yeah. He actually became a sports fan because of his his sons were sports fans, wow. my, and, and that. Uh, he liked the, the, the Buckeyes and stuff like that, yeah. but he didn't really follow sports. When I got into sports, I was a Yinzer fan. I was a Steelers fan. Really? I was a Steelers fan uh, because they were on TV, and you heard about them, and they were winning. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and when you're young and you didn't know better and um uh, but i was a baseball fan at the same time and that's when i found the indians and that's when the cavaliers were actually making their run uh with the miracle of richfield so i was a cavaliers fan and there was no really basketball in pittsburgh there was the aba but no one knew about it and so i was and hockey was in cleveland at the time so yeah. i had all this and i had no idea that there was a a rivalry between these two uh, mm-hmm. cities. So I was a Steelers fan. I grew up and I actually owned in my bedroom a Terry Bradshaw poster. Really? I had a Franco Harris jersey. Whoa. I rooted for the Steelers all the way up until Super Bowl 13. Really? Yes. So I seen the the Steelers win the Super Bowl. The year I remember most was against the Dallas Cowboys in Super Bowl 10. And the funny story there was one of the reasons that solidified me as a Steelers fan at the time is my uncle would tease me when I was young. And because I was getting into football and this and yeah. that, and I didn't know what teams to were in. And I ended up saying the Steelers, and of course they did well. And yeah. It made my mom cringe is when uh, my uncle actually years ago, this is fun side story, uh, bet me 50 cents on the Super Bowl. Really? Yes. <laughs> 50 cents. <laughs> well, you're talking about, back I'm then, talking yeah, about I'm nine or 10 years old yeah. and, and uh, you know, in 76. Yeah. So uh, here I was watching TV on a small screen in the family room jumping up and down when mm-hmm. Lin Swan made that miraculous juggling catch 
And as the Steelers went on to win that Super Bowl, and that solidified me as a Steelers fan. And I was a Steelers fan up and through Super Bowl 13. What changed? Well, during that same time period, Cliff Stout was a member of the, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Cliff Stout played for the Youngstown State Penguins. Yes, I watched did. him play as a Penguin. And that kind of solidified me as a Penguin fan years ago. Yeah. And when he got drafted by the Steelers and made the team and was the backup, was the third yeah. string quarterback. Matter of fact, he spent five years without ever taking a snap in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He was on what used to call the taxi squad. Yep. And he actually earned a pension in the NFL without ever playing a physical down. That's incredible. And then during the same time period, Terry Bradshaw was getting older. And same with Franco Harris and the Rocky Blyer mm-hmm. and yep. that whole gang. Well, at the same time, 1980 came around. And my brother, who was a huge Cleveland Browns fan. So we had this little rivalry between yeah. us. And Brian Sipe and all my friends mm-hmm. that I started, were all this Browns started coming in. Yeah. And at the same time, I started listening to sports radio for the first mm-hmm. time in my life. And out of Cleveland was the original sports talk host of mm-hmm. all sports talk hosts named Peter J. Franklin. Now, Pete Franklin used to be the shock jock before shock jocks. Mm-hmm. Talking sports, you would call up and try to make a uh, a trade. Talking about whatever sport yeah. it was, and he would call you an idiot, a moron. Really? Yeah, and, and all this, and this <laughs> is what he did. It was his shtick, and it went perfectly in Cleveland. And people just ate it up. Matter of fact, he had some of the best ratings, and he had one of the best openers in uh, as a show. And he used to have this whole thing, you know, uh, about being the eighth wonder of the world and. And all yeah. this in sports talk and his show. And because it was on 3WE at the time, which was 1100, which is now WTAM, 38 states and half of Canada, because that was their broadcasting yeah. uh, mm-hmm. on a 50,000 50, yeah. watt station out of Cleveland at the time. And it still is that big, you know, at night. Anyways, it was a clear channel. So you can get it in and different. And I became a, and he would be, of course, 100% Cleveland. Yes. And there was a neighbor across the street of mine who was a big influence of mine. Is a, his father was a Browns Indians Cavs fan. And stuff that he would buy for his son, he would give me some stuff too, you know, and stuff like that. And we became friends in that as the time went by. So I started gradually in 1980 watching the Browns because of Brian Sype and the cardiac kids. And that was a big time. It was, you know, a difficult time to make this kind of switch, but I started, started having feelings for the Browns that looked yeah. warm. I, I felt bad for them when they lost to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I really did. That was a heartbreaking loss on red, right? 88. Yep. And that's when I said, wow, I have emotions here for this team. Yeah. And then came like 1981. 1982 and it was still in that kind of like i don't know what i am then terry bradshaw got hurt he broke he basically dislocated his elbow couldn't throw the football for an entire Uh, year Uh, tommy john before tommy john was in vogue uh that type of injury as time went by cliff stout moved up the uh the totem pole and became the starter i believe it was 1982 so now 
I'm really torn. Here's a penguin yeah. who's this quarterback in the NFL. The Steelers. Right. And, you know, the only other quarterback ever played in the NFL from Youngstown State was Ron Jaworski, yes. who was at that time at his peak in the NFL with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm like, in heaven, being a Penguin fan, being from Youngstown and yeah. the whole thing. Well, the Steelers fans were so used to winning yeah, and also had, mm-hmm. well, let's just fix, had trouble letting go of Terry Bradshaw. So no matter what Cliffstown did, he got booed. There were games where he didn't play that great. There were games where he played a lot better than they gave him credit for. He led them to almost the playoffs. It was, they were like nine and seven. I think yeah. it was a 16 game season. So they were like nine and six going into the last game of the year. He got benched. Bradshaw was coming back for one game. So Bradshaw was coming back for one game against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And he plays the first half, basically throws his arm out. And the Steelers go out to like a 21 to three lead and yep. ended up winning the, the ball game. Cl- Cliffs that later came back into the ball game, finished the game, played against the Raiders in the first round and lost. And that's when all hell broke loose. You know, Pittsburgh was just, it was all Cliff Stout's fault. And I'm like, yep. What do you expect for, he's a first time starter and all this. So I had a, I had a huge emotional pissed off time. So mm-hmm. that I ended up the next year saying, I'm just I'm not going to follow the Steelers. I'm not wow. going to do it because of, because Cliff Stat left the Steelers and he kind of gave him the middle finger walking out yep. the door. He went to the USFL and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm done with them too. I'm done with and them too. I am done. I'm done with them too. And I moved over to the Browns full time and just in time yep. uh, for the McDonald era, which was terrible. Out of USC, the quarterback took over, and I yep. think they won like two or three games, and it was horrible. And needless to say, he was the quarterback in 84, maybe 85, mm-hmm. or 84, I think it was. And then, shockingly, 1985, here I am, a senior in high school. I made the switch over to the Browns. I went to Bourbon High School. Bernie Kosar was the star quarterback at the yep. University of Miami. He played two seasons there. He wins a national title in 1984. 1985, he's with Jimmy Johnson. And they had a up-and-down mm-hmm. year. And they get to the, uh, to the bowl games and that. And it's basically known that Kosar can graduate and be the first player ever in the NFL to kind of circumvent the mm-hmm. graduation rule at the time. Because you couldn't play in the NFL unless you had quote-unquote, used all your eligibility up at college. Well, Bernie, of course, being from Borman and across the street, my neighbor, the idea of him playing for the Cleveland Browns was outrageously cool. Yeah. And from that point on, I mean, it was because of the Cliff Stout story, but then I became a Cleveland Brown fan, and I have today, and I have no regrets, as a combination of Cliff Stout, combination of Pete Franklin, and a combination of Bernie Kosar. And I have become a 100% Cleveland fan ever since because I have been with the Browns, with the Cavs, with the Indians ever since. And a Northeast Ohio fan, of course, with the Penguins and then the Buckeyes. And then my international sports, which I've Mm -hmm. added in the last few years. Of course, Liverpool and uh, down under, of course, with uh, Collingwood and the Magpies. So that's my deep, dark secret. 
I was once a Yinzer fan. Wow, that is uh, was not expecting that at all. It's uh, but at least you remained true to your Penguin roots, and you uh, supported them no matter where. And when they got screwed over, you were done. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what happened. You want a football story? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody knows how much I bleed orange and blue. I love my Denver Broncos. I've flown to Denver a couple of times. I've gone to road games. I love my Broncos. However, I was not always a Broncos fan my whole life. Oh, do tell. I was born, and the Browns, when I was growing up, like you mentioned, 95, they went away. So when the writing became on the wall that the Browns had a chance to move away, my dad, after so much heartbreak, the drive, the fumble, the, the ass kicking, he was like ran into the time where Trestle took over YSU and took them on a ride. So he was just all college. He still watched the NFL, but it wasn't. He didn't have a so, team. No, he didn't. This family friend of ours who I call my grandma loved the way that Brett Favre's name sounded, and but it was spelled F-A-V-R-E. Correct. So when I was in kindergarten and first grade, I had a Brett Favre jersey. I had a Green Bay Packer book bag, a Green Bay Packer lunchbox. I remember another kid at school was a big-time Packers fan. We'd always sit next to each other on Friday. We'd talk about the Packers game. And I remember when the Packers drilled Drew Bluff in the Super Bowl and Desmond Howard ran back the opening kickoff, and I was loving it. I was like, yeah, let's go. Go, Pat, go. My mom rooted for the Packers because she liked Brett Favre. And, you know, it. so we were rooting for the Packers. Until one day, yeah, I don't know when it was. Like a month or two later, when I got home from school, my uncle was there who was always a Denver Broncos fan. I mean, I love the Denver Broncos. I, on my front porch was a old school Sammy Weiner jersey. That was his first jersey. And he gave it down to me. And I'm like, wow. Like, that's pretty cool. And I knew who John Alley was. And, I, and I'd watched Broncos games with him. Nobody else here cared. My dad sure as hell was not going to root for the Broncos after everything they put him through. Still to this day, he will not say a positive thing about them. Good for him, by um, the way. <laughs> so, slowly but surely, I started hanging around my uncle more because, like, hey, he gave me this cool – like, it's an official stitch jersey, and I'm like, wow, I'm pretty cool. And then the Broncos changed their colors and their uniforms. And my aunt got me a Terrell Davis official jersey and a John Elway. And I'm like, wow. And I remember sitting there one Monday night. And my uncle lived down the street from me, like maybe a stone's throw away. And he said, hey, you want to come over for the game tonight? I said, sure. So I walked down. They played Joe Montana and the Kansas City Chiefs. They were getting killed the whole game. And I'm like, I'm on a school night for this? But that's when I learned that number seven – Worked his <laughs> his magic in the fourth, and I don't want to bring up bad memories, Tim. But that's when I realized, hey, this guy in the fourth quarter is pretty damn special. And, and I saw the enjoyment that it brought my uncle and it brought my aunt. I'm like, you know what? Sign me up, baby. I am on board. 
I gave my Packers stuff away to charity. I was Denver Broncos through and through. Uh, a couple months later, my cousin was born. He goes, hey, you want to come over for the, the game? And, I, and it was the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh when we finally beat the Steelers in uh, three rivers to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm upstairs with my aunt holding my cousin who's two months old, maybe less than two months old. My uncle is downstairs in the basement watching with his friend who's a diehard Steelers fan. John Elway scored to put the Broncos ahead late in the fourth quarter. That is the first time in my life I heard the F word. <laughs> and I said, and I said, boy, yeah, let's go. And so I'm thinking the F word is something good. It's something cool. Well, then when Cordell Stewart threw the interception and his Steelers friend said it, I'm like, oh, no, that's not a good word. So I grew up a Green Bay Packers fan for a little bit. And I had a Brett Favre jersey, short-lived, short-lived. And how funny that the Broncos' first Super Bowl win was against the team that I rooted for for. just two years later. Yeah. Yeah. It was – it's really funny. You never know in life. has its twists and turns, doesn't it? Yeah, you never know. Like my grandpa grew up an LSU fan. He loved LSU because that was the only team on TV. Then when Notre Dame became on the radio and TV, he would go to mass – and before the homily would begin, the priest would give the score of the Notre Dame game from the day before. <laughs> and ever since then, he's been hooked. Awesome. So it's, yeah, I could be a Bayou Bengal fan right now, but I'm not, thankfully. That's right. You're a Penguin fan. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Always. Tried and true. Oh, Anthony, it's fun to kind of tell stories, and uh, we will be back. Uh, hopefully next week and i uh, i plan on trying to uh still get Gemma and others on the uh the podcast and uh if it's just a one-on-one interview just real quick just Mm -hmm. to talk with somebody we're going to do that uh the podcast is not going to go away no matter how long this hiatus lasts uh we have a lot of stories to tell story time is a lot of fun tim and uh we will continue here on the podcast. So mm-hmm. uh, nothing changes. We just, uh, we continue to move on here on radio MVP. So I have one fi- more story. Oh, well, I, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you yeah. hold on to that one? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you hold that okay. one on and we'll do that uh, next week. And it will shock everybody. Uh, even better. It, we're we're, we're going to put a tease on it. We're just going to hold on to that thought. And um, I just want to remind everybody, if you get this, podcast wherever you may download it from please give us a rating and review and and a uh, check us out on the website at radiombp.com and for anthony i am tim wishing you nothing but safe travel